0: My dear brothers and sisters, I hope you're well and I hope you are um, enjoying the last few days of uh, the cold weather. Um, I know, hopefully, it's going to be the last few days, right? Some of us were hoping that. Uh, Winter would end and uh, summer would begin. But in the mid- in the beginning of February, we had, alhamdulillah, snow. We don't complain. Allah has his plan. And Allah, in his infinite wisdom, has decided that this is what we should have. And therefore, we thank him. Brothers and sisters, um, I want to talk about something at the back of um, what happened yesterday. International uh, Women's Day, as they call it. Um, and International Women's Day brought attention to the plight of the ladies across the globe. And we need to, of course, understand um, that ladies have suffered at the hands of men more than men have suffered at the hands of ladies throughout human history. And that is pretty wrong. Uh, Actually, that is terribly wrong. And it is a sad indictment of men that we have not been able to outroot completely from our society, um, root out this evil menace that causes inequality, misogyny, and chauvinism. Uh, For some odd reason, some men think that they are God's gift on this earth, and they can do anything they want with ladies. Um, If you think that way, I've got bad news for you, that Allah has not made human beings to be like that. How could you think like that? How could you dishonor a woman when a woman... Was your mother or is your mother who bore you in her stomach, in her womb for nine months and longer. And she did this with pain and suffering and unending sleepless nights. Can you imagine a human being growing inside your own belly? Can you imagine as a man what it means for a a human being growing inside, not only moving but kicking and Kicking your liver, kicking your body parts internally when it hurts so severely. Can you imagine that? Men have no clue what it means. You will never understand, brothers, what it means. So when you are unkind to women, when you are abusive towards women, when you behave chauvin- chauvinistically, you are being foolish. You are being nothing but foolish. How could you? Even think or dream about dishonoring woman, when Allah has created woman to be our mothers. A mother who looked after you when you were little. When you had no power, the only language you had was to cry. And she attended at you and for you 24-7. She sacrificed her body so that you could live. She gave you milk from her own body. Her body became your lifeline. Your, your lifeline was her body. And you dishonor a woman. You dishonor a woman, you dishonor yourself. How could we even dream about dishonoring woman? For how many nights they have stayed awake? You know, I'm now 46, my mother still worries about how I am, whether I've eaten lunch, breakfast or dinner. If I walk into her house, the first thing she is asking, have you eaten? Your face looks slightly tired. Can I get you something? Even if she's 90 and if I am 70, she would still be asking me the same question because she's my mother and she'll remain my mother. If you dishonor a woman, you're dishonoring a mother. You're dishonoring this mother A woman, a mother. How can I even dream about dishonoring women when women are are co-partners in life? They are co-partners in life. Not your subservient slave or your servant who is out there to cook and clean for you and you do nothing. No, she is a co-partner to you, my brothers. A co-partner to you they are your garment and you are their garment and Allah does not discriminate in his description of garment he says you are mutual garment unto one another how could we even dream about dishonoring women when they are our friends when they are our co-protectors when they are our intimate allies As wife. How could we even dream about dishonoring woman? Any man who dishonors a woman is an ignorant man. He's a narrow-minded man. A man who suffers from inner insecurities. That's what leads him to lash out at woman. A man who doesn't respect himself. A man who has no idea as to what it means to honor his own mother. That's why he dishonors a woman. How could we dishonor a woman? How could we even dream about dishonoring a woman? When Prophet ﷺ said to a companion, when he came and said, Ya Rasulullah, who has more right over my services and my time and my kindness and my affection? All the good things that comes with Birul Walidain. Who has more right over me, Ya Rasulullah? Prophet ﷺ said, your mother. Who next? Your mother. Who next? Your mother. And who next, Ya Rasulullah? He said, your father. Allahu Akbar. Prophet of Allah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam gave the ultimate elevation of the status of woman in every way possible. And yet some men think they're superior. The other day, and I know some of you would have come across this already, I went to a mosque in central London. Berwick Street Mosque in central London to be more precise. In Soho. It was also time And my wife and my daughter and my son, they were with me. There was a sign outside which says, no woman allowed. Can you imagine my reaction? If you know me well and you've known me for a long time. Can you imagine my reaction? I said to my wife, just hold on, let me go and find out. It did explain there are no facilities for sisters. I went inside and I saw one floor, ground floor empty. I went running upstairs 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 floors empty. Ground floor had three or four people praying. So I said to my wife, the mosque is empty, come. Go upstairs and pray. You don't need to make wudu, do you? She said, no. My daughter, do you need to make wudu? No, daddy, I don't. I've got wudu. Go upstairs and do your prayers. As my daughter and my wife were going upstairs, and then little gentleman started telling me, there are no facilities for women, there are no facilities for women. I said, they don't need facilities, my brother. They just need to pray. They've got wudu. They can't pray here. With a policy, then can't pray pray here. You discriminate woman from praying and you want me to stay silent. I spoke to him. I said to him, If you are confident about what you're doing, can you please say this in camera so that I can tell the whole world about your policy? He goes, Of course. So I recorded him on my phone. I asked his permission first. And then I put it up on my Facebook page, telling the world. The policy of that so-called mosque. Some twisted people, and mark my words, some twisted people decided, oh no, this man has dishonored an elderly man by putting his interview on the Facebook. What dishonor? You've dishonored woman. You don't allow sisters to pray. You are actively preventing a sister from praying in a masjid. That is haram. You're committing haram. And you are now worried about dishonoring a man? A man who is at the forefront of preventing people from going to a masjid. Prophet of Allah said, don't prevent a woman from going to a masjid. Don't prevent a woman from going to a masjid. It's a prohibition. When there is a prohibition, it becomes haram. My brothers and sisters, I haven't spoken since. I was receiving abuse from left, right and center from men. And some women who are using culture and their twisted understanding and their baggage to justify such rotten behavior. There is no justification for such rotten behavior. A mosque must always be open to man, woman, even non-Muslims are welcome to the masjid, according to the classical definition of a masjid. A place that is built for public, owned by public. A place that is core principle is to facilitate communal prayer and facilities for the communities, a place that is open to men, women and children Muslims or those who are not Muslims we dishonor our women by preventing them from going to the masjid ah Hanafis apparently don't agree with this, women don't need to come to the masjid, well look Hanafis, with respect to you, the scholars who gave this fatwa They gave this fatwa based on a reason. The reason was woman's safety. At the time, when this fatwa was given by Imam Muhammad, there were safety issues around women. Men used to lurk outside. There used to be problems for sisters who came to the masjid. So fatwa was given. A fatwa is only as good as its applicability at the time it was given. Long gone those days. We have CCTV camera in every direction in the UK. We've got our masjid completely safe for our sisters to come. You know, brothers, if you truly worry about sister safety, you would be brave and say to the sister, you go and pray. I will guard this masjid. You go and pray. There are no facilities for you to pray. There are no facilities for you to make wudu. I will vacate this masjid and I will wait outside telling the man not to come inside until you have finished your prayer. That would be the true sign of a man. Instead of using this cultural nonsense, that they can't come to the masjid? Who told you they can't come to the masjid? Who told you that they can't come to the masjid? Some people say a Prophet of Allah said. No, he didn't. Apparently there is a saying of Aisha who said if Prophet ﷺ had seen what women do in the masjid, he would have stopped them from going to the prayers. Well, My brothers and sisters, think about this statement. Aisha is saying, she is not saying Prophet ﷺ said. So it is not a hadith. It's Aisha's opinion. And guess what the companion said? Ya Aisha, that statement is maqul kufriya. That's a statement of kufr. Huh? Aisha can make a statement of kufr. There is a difference between statement of kufr and kufr itself. What, what does it mean? Aisha is saying, had Rasul known what women are doing today, he would have prohibited them from coming to the masjid. Are you saying Allah, who has allowed women to come to the masjid, was not aware of the future? Are you saying Allah who said to the Prophet of Allah that you tell the woman they can't come to the masjid? Are you telling me Allah does not know about the future? So let's rephrase that statement. If Allah had known about the future, Allah would have prohibited women from coming to the masjid? al-'rajim. I seek refuge in Allah from rejected shaitan from any such statements or beliefs. You can't say that. You cannot say that. It becomes a statement of kufr. Allah knows about the future. Allah knows about the present and the past. Allah is fully aware of everything. Never, ever prevent your ladies, your sisters, your wife, your daughters from coming to the masjid. It is sad that more than 50% of the masajids in Britain today, more than 50% of the masajids is in Britain today, still do not allow women to come to pray. It is a shame that this is happening. And I'm sorry I'm emphasizing this in a bit more than I should, but it is an important topic. Not only in this country, a brother wrote to me the other day. He said, I went to Bangladesh for a holiday. And I took my wife from Silet, northeast, to Chittagong, south of the country. And I took a bus. And it was a 12 hour bus ride. In that 12 hours, I saw thousands of mosques on the way. And I could stop at any of those mosques to pray all my five prayers. But there was not a single masjid that would allow my wife to pray her prayers. Astaghfirullah al my brothers, whether you're Bangladeshi or Pakistani, whether you're Indian or Gujarati, whether you're African or Arab, Allahu Akbar, Allah has allowed everybody, Allah has allowed everybody to come to his masjid to pray. Do not ever stop them from prayers. If you do, then you're committing kufr Because you're stopping sisters from doing what they're supposed to be doing. It is the duty of a Muslim. It is the duty of a Muslim. To open up the, the masjids because Allah's law prevails over any other law. My point is very simple. Our masjid is open. Look at our masjid. Our sisters have a space. Would you believe my brothers and sisters in the masjid of beloved Prophet of Allah <laughs> such barriers did not exist. Such barriers did not exist. For masjid, men prayed at the front, ladies prayed at the back. Why is it that we feel allergic to our sisters when they come into the masjid when Rasul Sallallahu <laughs> didn't? Why? It's called cultural misogyny. How would you feel if I put you brothers behind the curtain over there and the sisters were in, in front of the... they could see the imam and you could not see the imam from talking at all. You would feel uncomfortable. You would feel pretty, pretty irritated. And yet we do it wait, wait, wait. and we justify it using cultural mumbo-jumbo. I only believe in Allah's words and the statements of our beloved Prophet Muhammad and so that should be the guidance for all of us. So on International Women's Day, yesterday, I am not berating anybody. I am berating my community for we respect our woman every day, 24 hours a day, because they are our mothers, they are our daughters, they are our sisters, they are our wives. And we must respect them and honor them Because Allah has done exactly that If we don't We are responsible on the day of judgment For preventing them And if you circumvent Allah's law And introduce a new law And you think yours is better Then that's an act of kufr And we should be very aware Of Allah's law Over any other law May Allah protect us Forgive us And strengthen us in our iman And make us better people السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور أنفسنا ومن سيئات أعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضل فلا هادي لا ونشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له. ونشهد أن سيدنا حبيبنا محمدًا عبده ورسوله أرسله بالحق بشيرًا ونذيرًا وداعيًا إلى الله بإذنه وسراجًا منيرًا أما بعد قال الله تبارك وتعالى عوض بالله من الشيطان الرجيم أرأيت الذي ينهى عبداً إذا صلى أرأيت إن كان على الهدى أو أمر بالتقوى أرأيت إن كذب وتولى ألم يعلم بأن الله يرى كلا لإن لم ينتهي لنسفع بالناصية ناصية كاذبة خاطية كَلَّا لَا My dear brothers and sisters, I've recited very simply from a few verses of Surah 96, Surah Al-Alaq. This is the Surah that contains the first five revelations. And I am, on this day, especially post-International Women's Day, I'm asking you all to rethink your way of dealing with Ladies. This is a specific khutbah for, khutbah for brothers, for sisters to listen, of course, but an advice to the brothers, for me, to you, and to me, to all of us. We have a problem in our community, my brothers and sisters. We have a major problem in our community in the way we look at our sisters, we treat our sisters, in the way we include our sisters, in the way we honor our sisters, in the way we respect them, in the way we even consider them. Do you know that they are equal to you in the eyes of Allah in every sphere of your spiritual right? In every sphere. Allah makes that very clear in the Quran when He categorizes success for every sphere of spirituality for man and woman. Al Muslimuna al Muslimat al Mu'minun al Mu'minat, Wal Wal the long bus in which Allah describes the believing man and believing woman, the surrendering man and surrendering woman. The devout man and devout woman. The charitable man and charitable woman. The praying man and the praying woman. Allah says, and for all of them, Allah has prepared forgiveness and high position in the hereafter of success. Allah doesn't discriminate between man and woman. But Muslim men, in some cases, in some quarters, in some sections do. And I need you to wake up and I need us to rise together and eradicate this terrible (coughs) plight of our sisters from access to the masjid, <coughs> I'll give you an example Alhamdulillah after a long consideration this masjid has just started Hiv's class for boys only, what about the girls? my son comes to the hips class Alhamdulillah I'm very glad, what about my girl? should she not have the access to hips class too? what is it that is preventing us from doing it? resources? why is it that we as a community not put our money where our mouth is and also resource our brothers and sisters, our boys and girls equally so that they can become the leaders of tomorrow. Who would I prefer to invest my money if it's a choice between man and a woman, a boy or a girl? I would do it for a girl more. you know why? Because she's going to be the mother of the prime minister, of the philosopher, the alim, the muallim, the imam, the mujtahid, the faqih, the leaders of the world tomorrow. We get our priorities wrong. Brothers and sisters, this is not a criticism of the masjid. This is a failure of all of us collectively. If we were together, we would have said, no resource problem, get any teachers you like, we'll pay for it. But you know what? We're not coming forward to make that change. Because we feel threatened. We as men feel threatened. We think if men were to give equality to women in the same way as we enjoy, we'll no longer have the reign of power and influence that we enjoy. Wallahi, it is not something that you should worry about. Beloved Prophet of Allah also had wives. How did he treat his wives? He also had daughters. How did he treat his daughters? How was he to Fatimah? Why was she crying her eyes out at his death, on his deathbed? Probably called her, saying, Yeah, Fatima, come here. Prophet said something to her in her ears she couldn't stop crying, she was weeping she was weeping and wailing almost when Prophet ﷺ said to Fatima come back again and she said he said something else she started smiling Prophet ﷺ passed away and Fatima was asked oh, Prophet, oh Fatima, what did Prophet ﷺ say to you? she said, Fatima, I am going to die is what Prophet ﷺ said to me so as a father, as her do- his daughter, I felt of course absolutely remorseful, I don't want my father to die And then when he said, oh, Fatima, amongst my ummah, you'll be the first one to join me. I was very happy. I was very happy. Look at the relationship that he had with his daughter. He would come and sit with her, visit her, be there to help her and support her. The same with his wife. He would cook his own food, he would mend his own clothes. He would do everything possible. Some of us brothers have bad behavior. We go home and we think we're retired now. We've done a hard day's work. The wife must cook and clean and she must run behind the children. I must be served food and nothing else. Is the the example of the beloved Prophet of Allah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam? No. Of course, your wife, out of the kindness of her heart, she will give you food. Of course, she will. Allahu Akbar for the kindness and mercy our wives de- demonstrate. I thank Allah. I enjoy it every day. But I don't demand it from my wife. I don't have food. It's okay. I can cook it myself. In fact, I should be coming home early to make food available for her. Because that's what Allah Azza wa Wasallam said. And Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam is exemplified. We're responsible for providing bread on the table. That means food on the table. They're not supposed to be cooking, but they do from the na'mah and the mercy Allah has given them in their heart. Alhamdulillah. Brothers and sisters, we have an attitude problem when it comes to our sisters. We treat them inferior. We treat them differently and equally. And I don't have to go to any other masjid. Not very far away from here. You don't have to go very far away to see how masajids still don't allow sisters to pray in that masjid. Why? Why, why, why? Allah says, have you ever considered him who tries to prevent a servant from praying? Have you ever considered who that person is? Have you considered whether he is the right way? He is on the right way? Or is concerned at all with Allah consciousness? Have you considered whether he may not be giving the lie to the truth and turning his back upon it? Anyone who turns away, anyone from praying? Allah is addressing Abu Jahl here. But the jahala in our community is no different in some cases than the behavior of Abu Jahil when it comes to treating our ladies. My brothers and sisters, it is a terrible indictment of us men. Our sisters should be given access to the masjid. Why access? They should be given space everywhere, wherever, in the way Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam did. In the way Prophet of Allah did. I'm not asking you to change the deen of Allah. I'm asking you to follow the deen of Allah. Prophet Muhammad Muhammad's example. I'm asking you to follow the same. Every Wednesday, I run a study session here. Sisters want to come and join, but they're sitting upstairs. They can't see, they can't engage, they can't ask questions. I asked the management, why can't the sisters come inside? They said, yes, they can come inside. We don't have a problem. But some people in this masjid will cause havoc for us if the sisters were to come into this main hall. Why do we have some people who would cause havoc if the sisters were to come into the main hall? Why? In fact, I heard one sister came to the front of the masjid to make an announcement not that long ago. And she was given absolute beration from some of the uh, community members from here. Why? My brothers and sisters, we've got to change our attitude. They are also the creations of Allah. They are also servants of Allah. They are also Muslims like you and I. They are also accountable for every action that the day of judgment. They are also commanded by Allah to pray five times a day. They are also commanded by Allah to fast in the month of Ramadan. They are also commanded by Allah to give zakat. They are also commanded by Allah to perform hajj. They are also commanded by Allah to tell the truth and be just and be honorable. Why is it that we exclude them from doing it fully? as part of the society, as part of equal member of our society. Why? You know what, brothers and sisters, we in the West have seen the newspaper headlines. Saudi Arabia has finally allowed women to drive. Should that be a moment of joy? In fact, we should be ashamed that Saudi Arabia didn't do it all this time. It's a slap on our face as Muslims. It's a slap on our face as Muslims can you tell me Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam stopping a single woman at his time from riding a horse or riding a camel? No. In fact, there are companions of Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam who are female who have joined the battlefield on the back of camels or horses. Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi did not stop them. We have a long way to go when it comes to treating our sisters equally. From home to our masajids. From public space to our private space. We have a long way to go. And for as long as you brothers and sisters do not realize that we have a joint responsibility, and especially my brothers, as long as we don't realize that we have an added responsibility to put right that which is wrong, sisters will remain discriminated and at the back row, literally and metaphorically, forever. And Allah did not create our mothers to be treated like that. I had some time today. First thing I did, as soon as I woke up, Mom, are you free today? Would you like to come to the masjid with me for Jum'ah? My mother celebrates the moment when I pick her up for Jum'ah. She feels elated. I wish I could take her to the masjid every time. I know a brother the other day told me, Brother, can you just give me five minutes? I'm going to go and pick up my mother. She likes to pray in this masjid, Isha prayer. I said, Allahu Akbar. I wish all the brothers did the same thing. I wish all the husbands did the same thing. Brothers and sisters, we have a long way to go. We have a long way to go. And I beg you, I beg my brothers especially, to change the way we are. I beg every Muslim in this country, every Imam in every masjid, I beg you, every committee member in this country, in this community, I beg you, open up your masjid, open up your masjid, open up your masjid to brothers and sisters for equal access. They are also Servants of Allah. Allah protect us and forgive us. Allah protect us and forgive us. Allah enable us to do this right thing in the right way and follow His Prophet's examples in the right way. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah Brothers It's not the first time that we have men stopping women from coming to the masjid. It's not the first time. It happened at the time of the companions too. But there are clear references and they did not continue. For example, Abdullah ibn Umar said, I heard the messenger of Allah say, Do not prevent your woman from going to a mosque if they ask your permission. Bilal ibn Abdullah said, By Allah, I will prevent my woman from coming to the masjid. Bilal ibn Abdullah said, I will stop them from coming to the masjid. Ibn Amr told him. And he, ne- he told him in a way that he had never done before. Nobody has seen Ibn Amr so angry and so upset than that day. He said, I tell you that the Messenger of Allah ﷺ, told us not to prevent our woman, and you keep on telling me that you will stop him. What's wrong with you? Abdullah ibn Amr is a very senior companion. They did not tolerate such nonsense in their time. And I am an ordinary human being, but I follow the same teachings as Abdullah ibn Amr and the companions of the Prophet of Allah, وسلم, and I will not tolerate such nonsense. If any masjid prevents my wife or my daughter, or any wife and any daughter that I see, I will expose that masjid. I will expose that masjid i and tell the world about this un-Islamic policy of that masjid. In fact, according to some scholars, you can't even call it a masjid if it stops people from praying. According to some scholars, note my word, according to some scholars, you can't even call a place a masjid if it stops people from praying. We need to be very aware. So to finish off, to sum up, think about your children. Think about the future of this ummah. Think about where our sisters go out to shop. They shop whole day. They can't pray because masajids don't give them space. It's okay for them to miss their prayer? Is that what you're telling them? It's okay to miss your five daily prayers. In fact, somebody said to me, why do you go out at prayer times? What an absurd idea. What an absurd idea. Which jungle do you live in? Brothers and sisters, sisters work. Sisters are educators. Sisters are mothers. Sisters are doctors. Sisters are engineers teachers, professors, politicians, sisters are involved in every sphere of our society in Britain and we should be happy about it. Our Masajids should facilitate the changing dynamics of our community. The sooner we do, the better it is. And every Masjid in this country should do the same. I've made it my mission that I will keep on talking about it, even if it irritates some people. If I irritate you at a personal level, forgive me. But I say the truth and truth may not be comfortable all the time. The truth is, Muslim woman or non Muslim woman, they are servants of Allah. Never treat them unequally. Never treat them unequally. Never stop a woman from coming to a masjid. Never discriminate a woman. Never exclude them from your services. And when you're providing services, prioritize building the mothers and the daughters and empowering them so that they can be the future of our Ummah. Malcolm X said something very beautiful with which I'll finish. He said, you educate a man, you know Malcolm X, don't you? You educate a man, you educate a man. You educate a woman, you educate a family. And you educate a family, you transform a nation. You transform a nation through our sisters. If it wasn't for my wife's hard work, my children would be very, very different children. If it wasn't for my wife's dedication for them, my children would not be where they are today. And I pray for her every day. You should pray for your wives too. You should pray for your daughters. You should pray for your sisters. You should not only pray for them, you should open the doors for them. You should give them a lift to the master. You should protect them. You should walk with them in order to guard their honor and their chastity. You should be their protector no matter what happens. You should not be their discriminator. You should be their protector. He should be their protector, as Allah says, "المؤمنون والمؤمنات بعدهم ba'd Allah protect us all. Allah forgive us all. Allah strengthen us in our iman, in our taqwa. Allah unite this ummah on the on the on, on, on the haq. Allah unite us in haq, ya Allah. Ya arhamul rahim, unite our hearts in haq, ya Allah. Ya akramul akramin, ya arhamul rahimin, enable us so that we can treat one another with honor. We can treat one another with dignity. We can treat one another with equality. We can treat one another with justice and fairness. Ya Alhamdulillah, enable us so that we can eradicate misogyny. Ya Alhamdulillah, empower us so that we can er eradicate male chauvinism. Ya Rahimin, eradicate injustice from our societies, Ya Allah. Ya Akramul Akramin, Ya Rahimin, open up the doors of all your servants so that they can worship you freely, Ya Allah. Ya Rahimin Ya Akramul Akramin, free Al-Aqsa from occupation, Ya Allah. Free Al-Aqsa from occupation, Ya Allah. Free Syria from the tyrants, Ya Allah. الرحيم, free Syria from the tyrants, Ya Allah. Free Kashmir from occupation, Ya Allah. Free Yemen from the bombardments, Ya Allah. Free Yemen from the troubles, Ya Allah. Free every part of the world that is in trouble, Ya Allah. Free every part of the world that is in trouble, Ya Allah. Protect our children, Ya Allah. And guide them, Ya Allah. Rabbana, Minna Inna Kanta Samuel Alim. Watu alayna Ya Maulana, Inna Kanta Tawabu Rahim, Inna Lahayat Murbiladwal Hassan. Wa Eta Idil Kurba, Wen Haanil Fashayi Walmun Kadulbari. يعذكم لعلكم تذكرون فاذكروني اذكركم واشكروا لي ولا تكفرون والله يعلم ما تصنعون اقم الصلاة